0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life Told by a Stranger, the podcast where we pose the same four questions to each guest and get life advice to put our minds at rest. I'm your host, Yellow Lake, and today we're here with Lauren.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: <laughs> so, Lauren, tell us about where you grew up. Well...
1: I grew up in New York City in Queens, uh, and then I came here, I moved to Los Angeles about three years ago now. Oh, no, it's going to be four, four years ago. Mm -hmm. Time flies.
0: (laughs) So tell us about Queens.
1: (laughs) Queens is very interesting because it's the one borough where people do drive, but most people still don't drive. (laughs) Where I grew up, I grew up on Jamaica Avenue right by the J train line, Mm -hmm. so I would just walk a block take the train never drove take whatever so it's very interesting growing up there because you'll be eight nine years old going on the public bus or the train by yourself wow (laughs) and going to school (laughs) and that's normal
0: yeah i don't go on the bus and i'm 15 so that's cool yeah because a lot of responsibility
1: yes see we're all you're all quick growing up there
0: yeah so do you have any siblings
1: I'm an only child. It's so funny. I was teasing. I'm a a children's librarian at the Studio City Library. Mm -hmm. And yet last week I had a camp and one of the campers came up to me and said, Miss Lauren, why are you always smiling? And I teased her and I said, because I'm an only child. And she (laughs) said, I don't mean that, but it's it's a joke that I like to to say. Mm -hmm. Because growing up as an only child, both parents just, you know, I get all the attention (laughs) and I still do. Um, even though I'm an adult, I still get all the attention. I get to call my parents every day, and, and it's just all about me. It's fun. Yeah, it's
0: fun. <laughs> so tell us about what you do as a kids librarian. Oh,
1: it's a lot of fun. I have to say it's a lot of fun. It's very rewarding every day something happens where... Like, wow, I helped someone or someone left happy. And that's the whole point of the public library, that everyone leave fulfilled and happy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I do that every day. I do story time, baby taller story time. We have 100 people and 100 people each hour. It's bananas. Um, I do a lot of science. We're going to do 3D printing Mm -hmm. in a few weeks. We do a lot of STEAM science programs, like stop-motion robot, coding, All these science experiments and engineering, sturdy bridge, (laughs) um, things like that. We do a lot of, we just have a lot of performers come in as well. Mm -hmm. Last week we had from the page to the stage, these actors performing (laughs) stories. It's a lot of fun. Yes, especially for teens and adults. They have a lot of good speakers that come in. They had vegan sushi last week.
0: (laughs) The last one I went to was this woman and she was talking about career finding, and so a bunch of stuff like that.
1: The library is a great, especially the library where I work is a hub of community. Mm. There's lots of stuff to do there, so I like it.
0: Yeah, I like it too. Okay, so let's get into the four questions. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one. If you were to write an autobiography, what is one story you would have to include?
1: (laughs) Well, I definitely would want to include a funny story, so... One of the funny stories that I would include in my autobiography is when I was a nanny, I was a nanny when I I graduated college and I was going to be a teacher, but then I was like, do I really want to do that? Because I had a couple friends that were already teachers and they they were stressed and not very, very happy. Nothing against teaching because I think it's the greatest profession there is. But for me personally, I want to do something with children, but that wouldn't be... So much following the rules where you can be open and more creative. Mm-hmm. So I decided to be a children's librarian. So I went straight into getting my master's in library science. And while I was doing that to pay for it, I became a nanny. So his name was Zachary, and he's 14 now. <laughs> but I had him from 10 months till he was three. And we still keep in touch, and I love him very much. And so one day when we were picking up his sister Katie from school... We went to the park, and there was a pigeon in the middle of the park with its wing broken. And they were just both in tears. We couldn't leave this pigeon. Oh, and she had a friend with her, too. And they were all crying. All crying over this pigeon. And normally people, especially in New York, think pigeons are, you know, rats with wings. But they were just, you know, the empathy that they had really hit me. And I'm like, all right, we got to do something with this pigeon. Mm-hmm. So... To prevent germs, we, we had, I had all of these old, you know, newspapers, and I had a blanket that I knew we were, we were not going to keep after this, and I like, kind of got the pigeon in there. It wasn't moving, um, so you got it in there, and we went straight to the vet down the block, and we brought the pigeon, and they said they could fix and heal it, and they all felt so much better. And they're like, we saved that pigeon. I'm like, yes, we saved the pigeon. It took... All afternoon, and uh, we still talk about that. (laughs) So I would just include that in my biography, my autobiography, just because being a nanny was is a big part and was a big part of my life, and really, I feel like has a lot to do with how I am now, and really affected how I think about things, and how I treat children, and just how I feel about children, because they really taught me something that day. Yeah. So I would include that. And it's
0: funny. That's, yeah, that's a really We got our, story. you know,
1: rat with wings. We saved them.
0: <laughs> okay. Question number two. What do you value the most in person and why? Empathy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: for sure. I just value people that really, really care. Not care for other reasons or they just care. They're just really Understand, are paying attention to the people around them and how they're feeling, and are able to pick up people's feelings and and just be open to other people's thoughts and how they think about things, and not judging.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm big on that. So when I meet someone that's like that, I'm like, yes, awesome person. <laughs> so that's what I value
0: the most. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Question number three: Putting aside money, fear, <laughs> and insecurity. What is one thing you would love to do if there were no stakes and you had all the freedom in the world?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I would do two things. First, I would travel. I would travel and help people. I would volunteer for all these organizations and just leave and travel and go around, and I would fulfill my wanting to help others but also see other places. Mm -hmm. So definitely. And the second thing is I would just move my parents here and work on picture books and different things and try to figure that out and work together because I always wanted to work with my parents. Aww, that's so cute. <laughs> so those would, that would be it. If I didn't have to worry about money, oh, my goodness, and have my freedom, I would definitely do those two things right away, and that's it, and then I'd feel great. Yeah. I'd feel really fulfilled, and I'd be okay with my life.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you, could, you could still do that. You could do that now. But, you
1: know, just like everything, money.
0: Yeah. It's all about money. I
1: know how people always say, oh, money's not everything. Oh, my goodness. In but it helps. It helps, but also in today's world, that is not true. true. Is not true. If someone said that to me, I'm, you're not living in reality. Money means it's everything. It's everything.
0: Because mm-hmm. it's like when people say money doesn't buy happiness. Imagine telling that to someone who's struggling, dying without it. You
1: know what money equals? Money is not everything. I'm wrong. But money equals freedom Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so okay if i want to get up and go and volunteer who's gonna how am i gonna pay for it when i get back like it's hard to get a job Mm -hmm. so when i get back from that it's gonna be hard to find a job and a lot of people that do that either have money to fall back and they have money saved or they have family that they can return to that'll help them out until they find something else you know find a job
0: yeah
1: or they're young yeah, And they're in that finding period stage where they don't have to worry yet. <laughs> I, I'm in my mid-30s, so that's not going to work.
0: <laughs> okay. Question number four. What is the greatest piece of advice you have to offer? Ooh.
1: <laughs> I would say, I'm going to give this advice that I would give myself mm-hmm. when I was young and in a teenager. I would find... Things that I like to do right away it's not about finding your passion because I feel like that's just such a buzzword now and overused just things you like to do and have some sort of plan have some sort of plan <laughs> you know based on the things you like to do and I'm not going to use that buzzword passion I'm tired of hearing that I'm just going to say Find, you know, create a list of things you like to do and do it. Don't make it just all about school and then you go home or you do a club and you go home and you do homework and that's it. You want to find something outside of school and outside of your friends at school and make new friends in different situations mm-hmm. and find other things you like to do separated from school. Yeah. And then, you know, make a list and say, maybe I want to do this when I'm an adult. Maybe I want to do this, whatever. But It, it, may, it doesn't have to be one thing, a couple things. And just find your own identity that's not based on school and, and things like that, other, other things.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like mm-hmm. why I'm doing this podcast, because it has no connection to... Anything I do, it doesn't have any connection to my school, mm-hmm. to the library, to the church, to anything else in my life. It's kind of like a whole new, a whole new path. So, yeah. And you know what's funny? I remember when we recorded like this the first time, mm-hmm. you said that your greatest piece of advice was to plan. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember.
1: <laughs> I just, I just, you know, added to that. Yeah. But definitely have a plan. Definitely have a plan. It doesn't have to be a, a "this is it," but you know, some some sort of idea, some sort of you know, do yeah. yeah. what you want to do. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Oh, I had so much fun. Thank you, <laughs>
1: thank you, Daniela.
0: Thank I you, loved it. and thank you guys for listening. And I hope you guys take something away from this that maybe you learned something or related to something or laughed. So you can tweet with us at life told by a stranger on twitter and stay tuned for more episodes we upload every week